it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, guys? I'm Jordan Rowling, host and producer of Billboard News at home in Brooklyn. And Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts up here in Connecticut. This week, we're talking about our latest cover story, the coronavirus's impact on the industry, Harry Styles and Camila Cabello postponing their tours, live streams from so many artists, Lady Gaga pushing back her Chromatica album, artists with confirmed COVID-19 diagnoses, the reignited Taylor Swift and Kanye West feud, a seizure on American Idol that had Katy Perry in tears, the passing of the legendary Kenny Rogers, and of course, all things charts. Let's dive on in. This week's cover story dives deep into the financial impact the coronavirus pandemic is having on the entertainment world, especially live events. Most live music executives began the new decade with an optimistic outlook, expecting 2020 to kick off with record grosses in the touring business. Over the last month, however, the outbreak of COVID-19 completely changed that, as what initially seemed like a pause for live music turned into a longer break, then a complete standstill. Yeah, now that combined with an increasingly uncertain economy is threatening the already tense balance of power among concert giants Live Nation and AEG, the independent promoters struggling to compete against them, and the major talent agencies that are already coming to terms with a rapidly consolidating business. In less than a week, starting with the March 6th cancellation of South by Southwest and ending with Live Nation and AEG's March 12th decision to temporarily stop presenting concerts, the live music business went from preparing for a summer with over 50 million advanced tickets sold and a 30% year-over-year increase in shows scheduled to facing a nationwide directive prohibiting gatherings of 10 or more people. It's really a devastating turn of events for the industry. It may seem confusing for most of our listeners, but we break it all down for you. So head over to Billboard.com for the full story. Harry Styles and Camila Cabello were just two of the latest artists to postpone their tours due to the coronavirus pandemic. With several European states entering lockdown and closing their borders, Styles took to Twitter writing, quote, For obvious reasons, the upcoming tour in the UK and Europe will be rescheduled to 2021. Tickets already purchased will be valid for these shows. Styles also took the opportunity to remind fans to self-isolate, adding, quote, We're all in this together. I can't wait to see you out on the road as soon as it's safe to do so. Until then, treat people with kindness. As of now, the new dates in support of his chart-topping sophomore solo album, Fine Line, are set to begin in February 2021. Meanwhile, Camila shared the news of her tour postponement via Instagram, 
writing, quote, we can't start rehearsals without putting people at risk. And with so much up in the air with no real and definitive end in sight, I feel this is the responsible thing to do. Before concluding on a loving inspirational note with, quote, when the danger passes, all this love that we are putting into the world will heal us. The singer's trek in support of her recent album, Romance, was originally scheduled to kick off May 26th in Norway. For our ongoing list of all the major music events canceled or postponed due to the coronavirus, head to billboard.com. Just because you can't head out to a concert doesn't mean you can't see your favorite performers. A number of artists and musical institutions are taking the show online in hopes of sharing some joy. This week, Miley Cyrus's bright-minded Instagram live show featured chats with BB Rexa, Reese Witherspoon, Hilary Duff, and Dua Lipa. She talked about her new IG gig with Zane Lowe on his Beats One show for Apple Music and revealed how social distancing has surprisingly made her feel even more connected. We get so numb to people opening the door for us and saying, good morning, how are you? Like, what would we give right now for it to be safe for some, to open the door for somebody? But right now, when we open the door, we think, oh, where's my gloves? Let me get my hoodie. I'm not allowed to look at you. Get six feet away from me. And so I miss that human connection. I miss opening the door for someone or having the door open for me. But when it comes to communication and connection, I've been more connected from the social distancing perspective and isolation quarantine that I have actually outside in the world. And I want to take all of these philosophies that I'm learning inside my house, outside of my house when I'm safe to do so. Miley also discussed with Zane how anxiety and OCD actually inspired her to create Bright Minded. I was sitting one night outside and I was looking up at the stars and it was the one place where I was able to be outside of my house and be able to feel really safe. I was thinking about how everyone doesn't have that space because just having that change of scenery and being a part of something so beautiful like the colors of trees or the night sky was just so inspiring to me to create that inside for the days where I actually got mm. stuck inside my house like everybody else. And so I started having this fear and anxiety and panic. I realized I was actually having a full-on anxiety attack. And so mm. I remembered this exercise called Bright Mind that my psychiatrist has used for the past 10 years. I see you go, B, a blessing and curse of social media. R, reliability. I, immune support. So I thought I would go through and do this. And as I did it, I realized how much it helped me that I realized that I just had to share it. Other notable acts reaching out to their fans through social media this past week were... Song one, lesson one. I'm going to start with my song, Let It Go. James Bay, who announced that he'll be giving guitar lessons of some of his songs via Instagram Live. The first lesson took place on Wednesday. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save Global Citizens hashtag Together at Home series continued with Charlie Puth, Jennifer Hudson, her, and Guy Sebastian, to name a few. And Rogers Metallica announced hashtag Metallica Mondays every Monday night at 8 Eastern time when they'll be sharing some of their best performances. This is just a small sampling of artists reaching out to their fans. For our full list, head to Billboard.com. Um, and don't forget about our very own Billboard Live at Home series. So that's carefree, I hope that's easier knowing me. Now your soul is yours, but I'll help you move if I can. We have a packed day on Monday. First up, Dermot Kennedy at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Who Then at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Jewel performs. 
Finishing up the day is Tanache at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Take you with me for the space, the city buzz sounds just like a fridge. Then on Tuesday, Bush frontman Gavin Rossdale performs at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Wednesday, Tank and the Bangas joins us at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I remember where we started. I remember how you looked, but now I'm missing bits and pieces. And finally, on Thursday, Alec Benjamin performs at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. The Driver Era rounds out the week at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Gary, I gotta say, I really do miss leading the live Q&As back in our studio in Times Square, crying. Yeah, well, it, it is, if nothing else, it's nice to see artists filling that void of live music right now. I've, I've actually had to kind of figure out a schedule of which uh, kitchen concerts, living room uh, concerts artists are doing that I have to watch all the time. So so kind of like how Miley Cyrus was saying she feels in some ways more connected to her fans. I'm kind of feeling that just watching some of these concerts. Okay, I can appreciate that, but like, what about me? <laughs> well, to catch our Billboard Live at Home series, be sure to follow us on Facebook. I want just to be Of course, we want her stupid love, but Lady Gaga isn't quite ready to give it to us in the middle of a global pandemic. The superstars made the decision to push back the release of her sixth studio album, Chromatica. Gaga announced the news, writing, quote, While I believe art is one of the strongest things we have to provide joy and healing to each other during times like this, it just doesn't feel right to me to release this album with all that is going on with this global pandemic. Yeah, Mother Monster stated a new 2020 release date will be announced soon. But the most heartbreaking part what we're missing other than the album. Gaga wrote, I had so many fun things planned for us to celebrate together. I had a secret Coachella set lined up and a lot of other fun surprises, some of which I'm still planning to share with all of you very soon. Chromatica is still very much on the way and I can't wait. Um, okay, wait, a, a surprise Coachella set? This is crazy. Well, Jordan, hopefully uh, postponed, not canceled. And Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood couldn't wait to share some Gaga love of their own. They covered Shallow in a quarantine live stream. In the shallow, in the shallow. Hard not to love Gaga. To see that cover, head over to Billboard.com. the number of coronavirus cases continues to rise, many celebrities are coming forward with their own diagnosis of the illness, from Idris Elba and Andrew Watt to Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Here at Billboard, we have a running list of all the artists who have confirmed a positive test result. On March 24th, Slim Thug announced via Instagram that he tested positive. So check this out. No games being played, all right? The other day, I got tested for the coronavirus yesterday, and it came back positive. As careful as I've been self-quarantining, staying home, I might have did, went got something to eat or something, I did some stuff like that, simple stuff like that, nothing crazy. Stayed in my truck, had masks, gloves, everything on, and my test came back positive. The Like A Boss MC warned fans to take the virus serious and cautioned them to stay indoors despite wanting to interact outside. Running around, running around, running around. 
Jackson Brown revealed March 24th that he has tested positive for the coronavirus. In the interview, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer said he immediately sought out testing when he developed a cough and started running a fever. He did test positive, but he downplayed the severity of his illness. My symptoms are really pretty mild, so I don't require any kind of medication and certainly not hospitalization or anything like that, he said. The 71-year-old is pretty certain he picked up the virus on his recent trip to New York for the Love Rocks NYC benefit, which still occurred March 12th as planned, but for the first time, live stream and with no audience because of early coronavirus cautions. Now I wish I hadn't gone to New York and done this benefit, he admitted. New Orleans bounce DJ and radio personality Black and Mild died on March 19th after he also tested positive. The Orleans Parish Coroner's Office confirmed March 20th that the DJ born Oliver Stokes Jr. died after contracting COVID-19. He was just 44. Black and Mild reportedly left work with a fever on March 9th and documented the early stages of his sickness on social media, writing his last post, quote, pneumonia, not the flu, on March 11th. For our ongoing list of artists who have contracted COVID-19, head to billboard.com. The years-old Kanye West, Taylor Swift rift just detonated. Again. In recent days, a new video clip of a four-year-old convo between the pair about Kanye's hit Famous popped up online, seeming to support Taylor's claims all along that she was never asked about being called a B in Ye's song. Only about the line, I feel like Taylor Swift might owe me sex. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that famous. This prompted Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian West, to further get involved. On Monday night, the reality TV star posted a batch of tweets defending Kanye and repeatedly calling Swift a liar. Tagging Taylor, Kim wrote that the pop star has, quote, chosen to reignite an old exchange that feels very self-serving, given the suffering millions of real victims are facing right now. She continued, I didn't feel the need to comment a few days ago, and I'm actually really embarrassed and mortified to be doing it right now. But because she continues to speak on it, I feel I'm left without a choice but to respond because she is actually lying. And in another, Kardashian West wrote, To be clear, the only issue I ever had around the situation was that Taylor lied through her publicist, who stated that Kanye never called to ask for permission. They clearly spoke. Nobody ever denied the B-word was used without her permission. Enter Taylor's PR, who replied, I'm Taylor's publicist, and this is my unedited original statement. BTW, when you take parts out, that's editing. She signs off, P.S., who did you guys piss off to leak that video with three laughing emojis? The unedited message she shared reads, Kanye did not call for approval, but to ask Taylor to release his single Famous on her Twitter account. She declined and cautioned him about releasing a song with such a strong misogynistic message. Taylor was never made aware of the actual lyric, I made that be famous. Now, Swifties believe the 25 minute clip proves that Taylor was right the whole time and confirmed she was never asked about being called the B word. Well, Taylor herself finally addressed everything in her Instagram story, posting, Instead of answering those who are asking how I feel about the video footage that leaked, proving that I was telling the truth the whole time about that call, you know, the one that was illegally recorded, that somebody edited and manipulated in order to frame me and put me, my family, and fans through hell for four years, swipe up to see what really matters. 
while swiping up directed fans to the World Health Organization, linking to the Feeding America and WHO donation page, which are providing help to those affected by the coronavirus. If you don't already know, Taylor and Kanye's beef dates back to 2009, the MTV VMAs, when Yeezy interrupted Swift's victory speech for winning the Best Female Video Trophy. The rapper's behavior at the time prompted then-President Barack Obama to chime in, calling Kanye a jackass. For more on this story, head to billboard.com. When I'm stressed out, my body just reacts differently. It's tough, but I made it this far, so... A scary moment occurred on the Monday, March 23rd episode of American Idol when contestant Michaela Brownlee suffered a medical emergency during her performance. Taking the stage to perform Casey Musgrave's Rainbow, a 17-year-old from Wellington, Kansas, abruptly walked off the stage after slurring her speech due to a seizure. As the production crew gathered around the EMTs who were evaluating Brownlee, judges Luke Bryan and Lionel Richie walked backstage to check on the teen who was lying down with her legs propped up. After being taken off the set in a wheelchair, Michaela explained her health issue. In seventh grade, I was diagnosed with vasovagal syncope. It's a heart condition that causes me to react to stress differently than other people, and it could cause a seizure. Brownlee returned to the stage hours later and nailed her song for Hollywood Week, leaving an emotional Katy Perry in tears, and she received a standing ovation from the entire judges' panel. see the full clip head over to billboard.com you got to The entertainment world is mourning and celebrating the iconic Kenny Rogers, the Houston, Texas native who first carved out a successful pop rock career with backing band The First Edition in the late 1960s before segueing into a leading role as a massively popular country solo star, died from natural causes March 20th at age 81. Yeah, Kenny is survived by his wife Wanda and their two children, as well as three children from his previous marriages. The family is planning on honoring his life with a small private service due to concerns related to the COVID pandemic and hopes to celebrate in a larger service at a later date to be determined. So, Gary, how big was Kenny Rogers on the charts? Yeah, really just about as big as it gets here. And 21 number ones on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart, including The Gambler, and scored two number ones on the all genre of Billboard Hot 100, Lady in 1980. Lady, for so many years. I thought I'd never find you. And Islands in the Stream with Dolly Parton in 1983. And really, Jordan, reflecting how he crossed over to so many audiences, those two number ones were written not by country artists, but Lionel Richie and the Bee Gees, respectively. Wow. Rest in peace, Kenny. For all our Kenny Rogers coverage, including exclusive reactions from Garth Brooks and Don Henley, as well as a ranking of his 40 biggest songs, head to Billboard.com. On a more positive note, Gary, give us the charts. We've got lots of charts, as always. We mentioned Harry Styles before, and he makes a major move on the Hot 100. Let's take a look at all the biggest news on the charts this week. Styles' Adore You jumps from number 16 to number 7 on the Hot 100, and it also becomes his first top five hit on the Radio Songs chart. Helping its profile even further, he performed Adore You to close out his four-song NPR Tiny Desk concert that premiered March 16th. Listen, 
Styles adds his second solo Hot 100 Top 10 after Sign of the Times, which hit number four in 2017. And of course, he's also been in the Hot 100's Top 10 as a member of One Direction. They had six Top 10's and rose as high as number two with Best Song Ever in 2013. As for the 1D members with the most solo Top 10's, well, Styles this week ties Zayn for the mark. Zayn, who left the group in 2015, also has two Top 10's. Pillow Talk, number one in 2016, and I Don't Want to Live Forever, Fifty Shades Darker with Taylor Swift, which hit number two in 2017. Also, shout out to Liam Payne. He has one Top 10. Strip That Down, featuring Quavo, hit number 10, also in 2017. One Direction is, of course, currently on hiatus. Meanwhile, Roddy Rich's The Box tops the Hot 100 for an 11th week. It's just the 26th number one out of over 1,000 total ever to lead the list for at least that long. We'll see what happens next week as The weekend's Blinding Lights moves up to number two this week. Speaking of, The weekend's new album, After Hours, appears headed for a big number one debut on the Billboard 200 as early industry forecasts suggest that the set, released March 20th, could start with over 425,000 equivalent album units. That would mark the biggest week for any album so far this year, as well as The weekend's personal weekly best. Gotta say, I'm not too surprised that Abel's having the success. Yeah, it's already got a number one hit and Heartless, and again, could have that second number one. We'll see, with Blinding Lights. Also on course for notable debuts are Kelsey Ballerini's Kelsey, J Balvin's Coloris, and pop newcomer Conan Gray's Kid Crow. Plus, there's Childish Gambino's surprise release, 31520, which dropped March 22nd. That's his first album since Awaken My Love in late 2016. I'm not really with a as for this week, Lil Uzi Vert's Eternal It Takes spends a second week at number one on the Billboard 200 with 247,000 units, according to Nielsen Music MRC Data, thanks to the March 13th release of its deluxe edition. As always, for the reveal of the Billboard 200's Top 10, check out Billboard.com this Sunday, and we've got the Top 10 of the Hot 100 on Monday. That's all we've got for you this week. I'm Jordan Rowling. I'm Gary Trust. See ya! Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.